Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sugarcoated Murder is proud to be a part of The Oracle Network. Welcome to Sugarcoated Murder Podcast. A brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. OMG, here we are. Oh, finally. We're it's November. Back in the kitchen. We are. We're cooking. And that's kind of cool. I'm peeling apples. I hear it. I hear you peeling apples. I hear it. I see it. And I smell it. Smell it. Yes. So we've ended our October series because oh, October was over. i got to tell you, that's a lot. Lord have mercy. It's not that it's a lot of work. It's just a lot of scary. logistics. It's and a lot of scary. It's a little heavy on the heart. <laughs> yes. And, you yes. know, when we go out to remote places like that, we can't drink. No, we got it's to very stay difficult. Sober, we so. have to stay sober and we have ride. to have bodyguards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and our yeah. kids are very happy that that's over. I know they are. I know they are. So we're back in the kitchen, and um, you're baking. What are you baking up for us? I am. You know, it's November. It's a cold and rainy day here in Charleston. Yeah, because we went from summer to winter. We did. Winter is upon us. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm making apple pie bars. Oh, because love, love. It sounds delightful you just and delicious. Love a little apple, cinnamon, yes. nutmeg, and butter goodness. Yes. Um. Yeah. Here goes my timer. Timer. So I went ahead and got started while you were getting set it up on the set it up. Set it up. Set it up. On the shortbread crust. I think we have a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, Smells good. And that's, you know, just a typical shortbread crust. Butter, flour, sugar, vanilla. Uh, what kind of vanilla? Vanilla, vanilla. That's right, girl. That kill of vanilla is good stuff. Yep. Mama's here visiting. We had to hold her back from taking a sip of she the kill of vanilla. She wanted a swig of vanilla because it smells so good with that bourbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to start off this podcast by saying, as of today, which I think is November 6th, 2021, Daniel Robinson is still missing. Just want to say, he's yeah. still missing. And there's just not a lot of media Nothing. coverage. It's all there's quiet. There's no media coverage. There, there are no answers from anybody. I think maybe the Arizona police have taken a nap. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They may be reporting it in Arizona news, but it is not being reported nationwide. It is not. No, it does not have nationwide coverage. It is quite, quite frustrating because this is... A professional, young professional man yeah. who leaves his job site in broad daylight and somehow disappears into thin air, but leaves behind a wrecked Jeep, yeah. his clothes. Yeah. I mean, it, all these crazy things, and it's like he just vanished. He vanished. But I don't believe he just vanished. No. And in knows my something. hearts, in my soul's bones... Because I guess my soul has it bones. Yes, wow. Sure. I know. Wow. I know. Okay. But I feel like he's still alive. Oh, do you? I do. I feel like he is still alive. And he either has amnesia and somebody is not treating him well. Oh, no. I think that there's something terrible has happened. and But I feel like he's still alive out there. Oh, wow. But I just wanted to start this off by saying he's still missing and it's upsetting me. Well, thank you for reminding everybody. Yeah, no problem. Well, let me tell you a little bit more about my apple pie. I wish you we, would. Yeah. I just wish you would. So, on that shortbread crust, mm-hmm. you're going to put like an apple pie filling that you make homemade. So, it's not like a soupy. It ain't from a can. It's not from a can. No, no girl. No, no. It's not, it's not going to work. No. Um, and you bake it all up into this gooey goodness. And then you make homemade salted caramel. And that gets drizzled on top Stop of the Stop it bars. with the salted caramel, because I want some for my coffee in the morning. Well, I might be able to help you out with that. That if would you're be nice. so if you're much good. fine. If you're good. It depends on how much bourbon you have. Oh, I know you're yes. down half a drink already. So we're drinking some <laughs> bourbon. My sister was smart and made it a little weak. We're having some bourbon and Coke. Well, it's shot in half, so I guess weak. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, it's... 
It's but it's going down rather smoothly, which you know I'm a gosling. I make a fine drink. You I don't know what to tell you. If I ran a bar, I'd tip you double. <laughs> Just saying. And so. I myself am enjoying a nice, heavy, warm glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Nice red wine. Sauvignon. Sauvignon. That's very exciting. So that's where we are right now. That's what we're, that's doing. What we're doing. That's what we're doing. So um, let's talk about murder. <sighs> I'm cooking. No. Let's talk about murder. Let's talk about murder. M U R D E R. No, okay. I don't know. Right. I wanted What's to make happening? up a song, but it just that's didn't not, work. That's not what we like do. Like the Mickey Mouse Club. It's like um, the Murder House Club. Or there's something. a reason why we weren't on that show. M U R D E R H O U S E. I did it. Oh wow! <laughs> murder House. There you go. Look at you. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to Laurel, Maryland. All right, I'm Laurel. familiar. I'm familiar, I'm familiar with, the area. with the area. I'm gonna talk about this person named Jasmine Gilbert. Okay. People call her Jazzy. <gasps> I love that. She's Jazzy. Jazzy. So she's she was born in 1988, and she is severely disabled with cerebral palsy and paraplegia. Lord have mercy. <laughs> are you freaking kidding Why me? Why are you all, I, like I am literally two lines into my murder case and you're already hands on hill. I already know. <laughs> it's going to be bad. I told you it's going to be bad. Lord have mercy. Welcome back to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast <sighs> where we bake and also talk about murder, girl. No, but some murders are just bad this and this i mean all murder is bad it's, it's a rough right. one this is rough but Ugh. buckle up buttercup because here right. we go here we go fasten your belt strap she is completely bedridden she is non-verbal she's fed through a tube That's she is adored by her mother and they actually communicate through facial expressions oh, and fun. blinking nice yes so in 2013 jazzy is 25 years old she lived with her mom, Tina Towler. I know, it I sounds like it. a rock star. TT. And her mom's That's boyfriend, James Ferguson. Okay. Because Jasmine's mom worked, she worked at Verizon, she worked outside the home. Mm -hmm. And because of the nature of Jasmine's health, she had nurses that would come in during the day in ships okay. to help care for Jazzy. Nice. Yep. So on May 2nd, 2013, the morning duty nurse shows up at Tina's apartment around 7.30 in the morning for her shift. Nobody answered the door, huh. which is a little odd. She became concerned and called the police for a welfare check. Right. So the police arrived and entered the apartment around 8.20 a.m. And the apartment was very quiet. Oh. Eerily quiet. Oh, no. So police... It's a little, it's a one bedroom apartment. It's not huge. Police enter the bedroom and find the bodies of Tina and James. Oh, no. Oh, no. Both are deceased. Both have suffered trauma and stab wounds to their upper body. Oh, my gosh. And because of the nature of the wounds, it is apparent that it, this is not a murder-suicide scenario. Oh. So, EMS is called to transport the bodies. While awaiting the EMS, the police start doing their job, which is looking around, you know, investigating, doing what they do. And they discover a small hospital bed in the corner of the bedroom with a sheet covering what looks like another body. Oh, no. They remove the sheet and they see a young woman staring back at them. She is alive. <gasps> she is unharmed. Thank you, Jesus. But she is shaking from the trauma that she has witnessed. Yes. So neighbors were in shock. Tina and James lived a, a highly social life. They were known to party heavily with lots of people in and out of the house, but they were thought of as very nice people that would go out of their way to help others. Right. Well, that's nice. Yep. So Tina's ex, Jay Towler, does not live very far away. He is cleared as a suspect early on. Okay. He had remained amicable with Tina, so his relationship with Jazzy did not suffer because Jazzy is not his child, right. but he had a relationship with her. Yeah, I mean, it would be difficult to have a relationship with the mother and not... Yeah, of course. You know? So he still helped out with Jazzy when Tina needed him, which was really nice. So he was in total shock over what happened to Tina and James. 
Even Jay thought highly of James, who was known for his love of cooking for others. Aww. Yes. I like to cook for others. And Jay is also blown away by what Jazzy must have witnessed. He said even with a sheet over her, she would have heard what happened to her mom. Oh. And Jazzy is able to show emotion. So she has emotions. Right. She cries when she's unhappy. And listening to music brings a smile to her face. Right. So she she can hear well and, and she responds to emotions. So whoever attacked Tina and James must have had some awareness of Jazzy. <sighs> and they must have known enough to not be threatened over her presence. Right. Maybe they knew she was nonverbal. Maybe. They didn't know her well enough to not kill her mother. Or whatever. So now, Jazzy's devoted mom, who was her entire world, is gone. Ugh. Of course, the scene is processed in the investi- investigation. Investigation? <laughs> That's the There's word we're talking. I'm going to take another sip. <laughs> <Get your laughs> it's the investigation. Investigation. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, how big of a sip are we going? Oh, girl. I must have been parched. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I'm standing up. I might have to lean. Oh, God. Okay, so during the investigation, they start looking, of course, at ex-relationships of James and Tina. And a man's name comes up as an ex of Tina's, and his name is Thurston Yerby. <gasps> Thurston? I did not know anybody else was named Thurston except for the Thurston man on the Thurston Howell the third. I thought that was the only Thurston on the planet. Because I ain't never heard of no other Thurston. Lovey. But this here is oh, Thurston lovey. Yerby. Yerby. Okay. Yeah. Not Furby. <laughs> Thur- Let's talk about Thirsty Thurston. <laughs> Thirsty Thurston worked with Jay. Tina's ex. He had um, dated, some people say he had dated Tina. Some people say he had a relationship with Tina, not necessarily of the dating nature. They, They had had perhaps a physical encounter. Oh, I understand. Got it. So, um, and he knew Jazzy and he had even helped Tina take Jazzy out to a Christmas party one time. Oh. So he knew Jazzy. He's very familiar. A video shows Yerby's truck entering and leaving Tina's apartment complex around the time of the murder. Mm-mm. That what they predicted. What Thurston, what have you done? Oh Thurston. I mean, that's a classy name. Don't don't mess it up. Is it? Is it a classy name? I mean, or is it's it a cartoon name. Well, it's kind of a cartoon name. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that Jay Towler had one at one point been roommates with Thurston Yerby. He was completely verklempt. Do we know how old Thurston is? Do we? Did you tell us? Well, I didn't tell you how old anybody was because I didn't feel like anybody's age mattered except for Jazzy's. Well, Thurston just presents as an old man to me. He was like know. in their age group. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, he was verklempt when Yerby was finally arrested. He said he had known Yerby and his family for almost 10 years. And he was unaware that Yerby and Tina had ever been any, in any kind of a relationship, although one of um, Thurston Yerby's friends, quote-unquote, said that he had caught Tina and Thurston using cocaine and being naked together. Uh-oh. Um, oh, no. But, you know, rumors are ugly. I'm oh, just saying no. rumors are not nice. No. So, um, oh. Well, oh, dear. Yeah. Dear, dear. So, the autopsy shows that James had been beaten in the head with a frying pan oh, oh, and a heavy base, and he had also been stabbed eight times. Mm. And he had defensive wounds showing that there had been a struggle. Gosh. Tina had been struck with a heavy flashlight so hard she had the imprint of some of the letters on no. her face and body. No. Yeah. Most of her stab wounds were on her back. At least six of them were in her back. Oh. And Yerby's DNA was found amongst her oh, no. nooks and crannies. Oh, no. Yeah. So there was indication of a sexual assault, even though, well, I'll get to the even though. Oh, no. So in the meantime, Jazzy is released from the hospital and into the custody of the state of Maryland. Oh, no. Just nobody. Oh. And she remains in a group home owned and run by the state of Maryland oh, to this day. Oh, gosh. Because this person took away her everything. Her freaking everything. <gasps> 
So, police think that Thurston was um, high and horny. Oh, for heaven's sake. And decided, I'm telling you, and decided um, to pay Tina a visit, kind of like a one-sided booty call. Oh, for heaven's sake. Like, I'm going to come over for a booty call even though you don't want a booty call. I'm coming for the booty call. Right. And they think that she let him in because she knows who he is. Of course. Right? And once he got in, he probably made a pass at her. She denied him. And then a struggle ensued, and and he chased her into the bedroom and locked her in the bedroom with himself, and there's Jazzy in her hospital bed. Oh, no. And then he proceeds to to attack her, sexually assault her, in front of her fucking daughter. Gosh. Police think that what happened was, as he was attacking Tina, he thinks he attacked Tina with the flashlight, before enduring the sexual assault to incapacitate her. Mm. That was a big word. It was, wow. So, and then James arrived home, broke down the door, because the door was kicked in, and then was attacked and overcome by Thurston. Mm. Yeah, so it was it was a nightmare. It was just a complete scene of chaos. So they think that what happened was he... Uh, then went, once he killed James, then he went back after Tina and killed her because oh. he couldn't leave anybody, no witnesses. And this is just all about a stupid booty call. For heaven's sake, that's it. He wasn't trying to rob them, no. No. He wasn't trying to take anybody's benefits or. Nope. He left them both dying at the foot of Jazzy's hospital bed. <gasps> oh my God. And then out of some kind of guilt, Covered Jazzy's face with a sheet. Covered her whole body and face with a sheet. Oh Did he think maybe the sheet would just quietly suffocate her? I don't know. I don't either. So, um, so Jay said that Jazzy may not have really seen anything, but feels like that she would have heard all of it, and it would have been incredibly traumatizing. Oh, so it could be that he put the sheet on beforehand. Well, he could. even laying in the bed, she couldn't move, so all she would oh, see is the oh, ceiling okay, gotcha. and maybe some shadows. But she I got the that. feeling she didn't have really great eyesight. Right. So anyway, but she would have heard all of it. So Yer- Yerby goes to trial. One of the witnesses at trial was a quote-unquote friend of Yerby's. Oh, wow. Yerby. And that witness testified that earlier that evening, Yerby had been, I keep saying Yerby because I don't, I don't like Thurston for him. I just think Thurston is too rich of a name for him. (laughs) So um, he had been asked to leave a party that this witness was at because he started groping somebody's mom. (gasps) What? Yes. Oh my word. Yes. And then they kicked him out of that party. And as he was leaving and he had been doing drugs and alcohol and has as he was leaving, he, he was said doing to, alcohol. He was doing alcohol. Oh my god! I don't I do some alcohol just because you said that. I cannot believe he was doing alcohol. <laughs> he was doing Girl, drugs no. and alcohol. <laughs> oh no! Anyway, as he was leaving, he said, "I need to go find a woman to f with." Oh, for so then he he drove around and went over to Tina's house, and poor Tina, she's just she's at home with her daughter. Waiting for James to come home, probably from work or something. Let's get on to the trial and tell me where this man resides. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so funny because I actually put resides. Oh, look at us go. I know. So, it goes to trial. Takes 10 hours to convict this piece of trash. Yep. Yeah, Mama said idiot. I'll take that one. He's convicted of two counts of second-degree murder. He's given two... 30-year prison sentences consecutively. Check mark. Check mark. Love it. He currently resides in a maximum security prison in Jessup, Maryland, and it's called the Jessup Correctional Institution in Jessup, Maryland. And like I said, Jazzy is in a group home. When he was convicted, uh, Jay said that they had decided not to tell her about the conviction. They didn't even tell her about the trial because they felt like they're hoping that she's forgotten about it a little yeah, bit yeah, and, yeah. and that she just seems to be happy right now. They play a lot of music for her and try to keep her in a happy place. Well, that's good. And so he said, we didn't even bother to tell her about any of this because we don't want to re-traumatize her. It's bad enough that she's now in a state home. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad to be in a state home. I'm just saying she doesn't have any people. Right. I'm hoping that Thurston Yerby 
is getting a sheet pulled over his face every night. Oh, I hope that But not in a good way. Right. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, if he gets beaten with a flashlight and leaves some imprinted letters on him, I wouldn't have a problem with it either. Exactly. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Well, my goodness, Shubham. That's quite a doozy. Quite a doozy. I told you what, we had to kick off. I mean, it's been a while since we did a murder. It is indeed. So we had to kick it off right. Whew. All right. Well, so, let me give you a status yeah, give on us an apple update. bars. Please so, do. These apple bars are not only gooey, gooey apple and shortbread, but there's also a delicious um, streusel topping. Not a streusel. A streusel, And yes. a salted caramel. Yes. Girl, it's got all the things all I love. All the things. So you've got that, you know, the apples that <laughs> are in the... Does it have any bourbon? Yes, it's got the kill of vanilla. Oh, well, that's right. That's yes. made with some bourbon. Exactly. That's doing alcohol, too. Oh, your face is already red. I know. It's as red as this Chick-fil-A box. For heaven's sakes. <laughs> What am I going to do with you? Whatever. You're a guzzler. I can't help it. It's good. When it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I made my streusel, which has got oats, brown sugar, butter, um, some cinnamon, and a little bit of flour. And you mix that all together. I have a fancy pie cutter, pie crust cutter, whatever Where thing. would you have ever gotten that? Pampered Chef. But it don't work. Excuse me? It doesn't. I do doesn't. better with my with my hands than I do with that cutter. I bought you a pie cutter. I understand, but it doesn't work. Take it back. I didn't get it from... Did I get it from... You did. I did. Pampered Chef. It has a Pampered Chef. Mine's all bent up and it works. <laughs> Maybe I need to bend mine. Maybe Run it through the it. garbage disposal and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, the apple pie bars are in... I, I did not. They, this recipe calls for an eight by eight baking pan. I have an eight by six baking pan. So you cook it for thirty to thirty-five minutes, or until your streusel is golden browns. I put it in for forty minutes just to give it a little extra time because I like. You don't want my apples to be cooked. I don't want them to be crisp when I bite into them. Yeah, I know. I'm just sitting here thinking that that little eight by six pan looks like someone didn't give us like four. Well, it depends on what size bar you require, but yes, I would require a big chunky bar. Okay. Well, <laughs> you might not be getting a big chunky bar, Sugar. That ain't you right. You might have to go somewhere else for that. That's not, that seems rude. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the 8x8 eight eight would have been better, and it is a small bar that, that you cut. Okay. Whatever. No whatever. No We're going to make do with what we have, and that's that. I hear your glass is empty. Please, the first one is complimentary. Feel free to help yourself to the next. Oh, that's all I needed to hear. All right, well, let's go on pause so I can make refresh my drinky poo. Yes, and then I'll tell you the story of another murder. Not another murder. Another murder. Not another murder. People are out there killing people, and it's making me mad. It makes me mad, too. So mad that I don't like them. <laughs> me neither. And I wish bad things upon them. I want to punch them all in the face. Right in the throat. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to Jessup, Maryland, y'all. All right, I'm going on pause. Welcome to an undisclosed location. We are Murder Incorporated. Give me one good reason why people should listen to our podcast, buddy. Because you're getting true crime from a nerd and a murderer's son all wrapped into one. Yes, my father is a murderer, and you are indeed a nerd, buddy. What else sets us apart, Harley? I truly believe our empathy for the victims and their families shines through every episode. Also... 100% of all our listeners have not been murdered. We, we are Murder, Murder Incorporated. Incorporated. And we're back. We're back. I've made my sister another drink. And <sighs> this time I just put half a shot of bourbon in <laughs> because it seems that a shot and a half was a little too much for Well, I mean, I'm a little lit up, but it's okay. Who cares? Well, I care. Because well, where I, am I going? Well, I care because I need for you to be interactive in the podcast. I ain't passed out. <laughs> I ain't passed out yet. Uh, all right, let's go. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Mama, if I start to snooze, not off, just come over and just stand here and be me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Okay. In January of 2018, Philip Snyder and his, not Schneider, but just Snyder. I like, oh No, I saw you God. going. No, <laughs> just Snyder. And his wife, Roberta, they went to Memphis, Tennessee to visit Graceland. Well, that's nice. I love Graceland. I, I've never been I, there, I but I always wanted to. I don't know why you never put that on your list of things to do. I, I've got such a list. Yeah. And it's on it. All right. Well, we might go. You never know. Uh -huh. uh, 
if for those listeners that might not know, I don't know who the heck you are, but just in case, Graceland is the loving home of Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Elvis Presley he is, he ain't nothing but a hound he, dog, right? And you have to Google that because I just too much to get into. Seventy-three-year-old <laughs> Philip returned to his Hartville, Ohio home, but Roberta did not. Roberta Donna falls she in love did. with Elvis. She stayed. She, she stayed. Said, I'm staying right here in the safari Not room. Coming home. Philip told Roberta's brother that she had died while they were <gasps> traveling in Tennessee. Oh no, Roberta. Mm-hmm. He said she started choking on some phlegm. Ew. Ew. So Ew. they were in the parking lot of the Days Inn that they were staying in. Yeah, yeah. And there happened to be an ambulance over across the parking lot that he was able to wave over. Oh, good. But when they came over, she was dead. So he said, she died. I don't know what to do with her. Will you take her somewhere to be cremated? And they said, yeah, we can do that for you. Wait. Don't ask any questions. That is what he told his brother-in-law, and that is what that is it. Period. End of conversation. Period. Period. All right. So according to Philip, the EMS people loaded her up on an ambulance and took her away. And that was the last that he saw of his wife of 53 years. Because he was so distraught, he was so distraught and in shock, he forgot to get the name of the ambulance company or the name of the crematorium where the EMS workers were going to take her. No, no. uh, (laughs) So, of course, Roberta's brother is like, Schneider, you're dumb. (laughs) I mean, you think we're dumb. Schneider thinks we're dumb. Not Schneider. It's Schneider. Oh. Schneider. No no Schneider. It's Schneider. What's this guy's first name? Philip. Phil. We can call him Phil. I was going to call him Bill. We can call him Bill. Bill Schneider. Whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. Okay. Well, he'll always be Bill Schneider to me. So, Roberta's brother, of course, is very upset that they have... That they have lost his sister's body somewhere. Like, where the heck is Roberta? I, I don't know. So he does what any brother would do, I hope, and goes to... He goes and has a drink. <laughs> at the bar. No, he goes to the Hartville Police Department, and he says, this is what my brother-in-law told me. Can y'all help me find Roberta? Oh, my gosh. And they said, oh, my gosh, of course. Of course we're going to oh, help I'm you so find your they sister. Said yes. Of course. Okay. <sighs> gosh. All right. Are you ready? Not really. I don't think it's going to go well. Now, I will tell you, Roberta was not in good health. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that she did pass away. In the parking lot, choking, choking, choking. On Flynn, yeah, because supposedly she had been diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And her husband believes that choking on Flynn is the way you go with congestive heart failure. Okay, all right. Um, She had also been diagnosed with cancer. She was not in the best of health, but nobody was expecting Roberta to die. It's not like they were sitting vigil vigil or whatever. No, she she had gone to Graceland. And as a matter of fact, they were all very surprised when he said that that just after the new year, they were going, that they had gone. And he wanted, it was her dying wish. So she must have known when she was going to die. And they were all like, is her dying wish? Yeah. He said, yes. I wanted to get her to Graceland. That is what she wanted. And so as soon as she saw it, she kicked it. Oh, yeah. Because that was all she wanted. She was living for the moment. Too much. So the Harper Police Department, they call every ambulance company in the Memphis area. And they try to find Roberta. Mm. But they don't have any luck. They yeah. even try to call the metal ex- medical exam- no. metal examiners, <laughs> the medical examiners, but there was no record anywhere, anywhere, no death certificate, no record of Roberta. I don't like this. She, she's just Roberta. not there. So, um, the funeral homes didn't have any record. There just was, that's it. There's no Roberta. There's just none. And something about Philip's story wasn't adding up. Right. Do we know that she went to Memphis? Did she make it to Graceland? So police go to question Philip about Roberta's yeah. death. You know, and Philip said, you know, I've told y'all everything I know. Except I do want to let you know, these scars I have here on my head <laughs> no. are from an operation I've had to have for some brain aneurysm. So my memory is not good. If I've left something out, I'm sorry. It's the brain aneurysm that left it out. They must have removed it when they removed Maybe. the aneurysm. They removed he just those didn't, specific he didn't, memories. And now remember, he is 73. So he's, you know. He, he just I doesn't mean, remember. I know some very surprised 73-year-olds. Yeah. He, he said, 
All right, let me think about it for a minute. Now, on the way from Ohio to Tennessee, we did stop at a Ramada Inn in Kentucky. Uh, so police were able to pull the video surveillance. Oh yeah, maybe he left right. in Kentucky. And he was confused. They go. They can. The video camera, luckily, was right next to the room that he rented oh, for the Way to pick it, Phil. <laughs> and um, Philip checked into the hotel and he went to the room and and the next day he got up and he left the room and he checked out of the hotel and he got in his truck and he drove away. But there was no Roberta in Kentucky. Oh, good and God. he told that police officer she was there. I don't know why she's not on video. She was there. She was a vampire. She was there. They show up on video. She was there. <laughs> you can't take their picture. That's what it was. She done turned into a They oh, even vampire. show him still pictures, a of, still pictures of him Doing all of these things with no Roberta. And he said, listen, she was there. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know. I mean, I, I spoke to her the whole time. I don't know. I just don't know. My heavens. So the police officer said, I, I, think, I think you're lying. I think that you're not telling the truth, they Philip. And what you it. need to do is tell me the truth so we can find Roberta and give her family some closure. Well, of course. Well, Philip just breaks down. And they did very smartly bring his son into the home. Oh. His son and... and um, Daughter-in-law. Travis, yeah. very Where distraught. Where the heck is he? I don't even know. He's, he is laying at mama's feet on the blanket crying. Just laying there crying. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Trout. No, buddy. No. We're doing a very important story. This baby is upset that he just realized that Roberta is a vampire. Maybe. He's, Roberta could be here. We she don't know. Right here. She could be and here. We don't know because he can't get her picture. Exactly. So... The son is there, and of course, Philip becomes very emotional, and he breaks down, and he says, all right, I'll tell you the truth. Mm-mm. This is not going to be the truth either. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> Roberta passed away while we were traveling through Cincinnati. So now we're in Cincinnati. So before they even left the state of Ohio, she has passed away, but he was determined to honor her dying wish and take her to Graceland. Wait. So instead of taking her home or to a hospital... He played or, weekend with Birdie. He took Roberta's <laughs> dead body to Graceland, like any good husband of fifty-three of years would course. do. I mean, he just took that body right to Graceland. It's weekend at, at Roberta's. <laughs> and after they went to Graceland, he really felt deeply that he wanted her to to spend the rest of her days in nature. So he threw her off the side of no, the No, right. <laughs> it's not how she wanted it. She didn't want it. She didn't want that. That is what she wanted. To be in nature. She did not want so, to be thrown off a bridge. That is not her dying wish. Listen, he threw her off the side of the I-40. But he so can't remember if it was the oh, t- Kentucky River or the Tennessee River. One of the two. Well, they all look Because the he was in shock. You know, he's, and he just wanted her to be safe in nature. He wanted her to live out her, so, the rest of her yes. deadness. He said, I didn't know what to riding do. Riding out in the nature <laughs> under a bridge. So police say, hey, Philip, why don't you come on down to the station <laughs> with us? Hey, Philip. Phil. Hey, Phil. Phil. Why don't you just not even grab your toothbrush? <laughs> because we're going to issue one of those gonna, to you. We're, we're going to give you. Come on down. We're going to give you a polygraph test. Polygraph. I'd have just given him a volume and put him in a cell. We're going to see how you do on the polygraph. Well, he didn't do good. Really? He just did not do good. You know, at it's all. that brain aneurysm. But, yes. That's what it was. Well, listen to me. They had to let him go because they don't have a body. They, got they don't know what happened to Roberta. She could be live somewhere. They don't know. He could be lying about throwing her off the bridge. That's right. <laughs> but Philip was distraught. He is distraught over this whole thing. Of course he is. So he goes home, and a couple weeks after he gets back to his house, he tries to commit suicide by taking pills. And he left a note for his son, and it says, Dear Kenny, I did not kill your mother. Yours, Dad. Yours. Yours. Yours, or maybe it said your dad. Your Yours. dad, you know. Either yeah. way, it's dumb. It's silly. It's, it's just silly. What did he take a bunch of Flintstone vitamins? Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> they were not specific. Yeah. but it was enough to get I him took a nice vitamin E and tried to kill myself. <laughs> <That's> right, <laughs> but it did get him a nice day on a mental ward of a oh. hospital. And guess what happened? He had to give his son um, power of attorney because he was not mentally capable of having power of attorney. Well, that's what himself. happens when you're so distraught after yes. taking your woman's dead so body to Graceland. His son has decided, since I have power of attorney, hey, police officers, if you want to go search that house, 
That'd be just fine with me. So they go in and search the house, and they take a a cadaver, a cadaver, a cotillion dog, cotillion dog. Can I just stop you real quick? Because all I can see in my head Uh is Roberta Uh and with Phil behind her, and he's got her duct taped, like her feet duct taped to Uh his, uh and he's got his arms around her waist, and they're They're walking walking together, and she's dead, and he's just taking her to Graceland, and then he like reaches up and turns her head so she can look at different stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he did, and then does that. Like I just that's all I can. That's all I can. I'm Fiction. sure that's what he did. Uh, and then I guess he had to remove that before he threw it I'm over sure it was bridge. very easy to get past security at Graceland. Oh, and I don't everything. think they have any. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're, you're so right. If he right. says it's my, it's my wife's dying wish and she died on the way and we're still here. Right. So I might as well just see her. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to pay admission for two of us one day. Well, you can see the gates and the house from the road, you don't even have to pull in if oh, you, don't you don't want to. You can just pull up, and the gates are there, and, you know, it's signed by everybody. And the house is just a normal house. It's not like a huge mansion. It is way smaller than most of the houses in Charleston. Well, I'm not surprised about that at all because so, we've got some big ones here. Yeah. So, I mean, he could, he could have just driven her up. We don't know. We don't know. That would have been the better place to leave her in nature, like right by the gates of Graceland. Oh, gosh. Wouldn't just, that have been lovely? Just her up. If that's where she really wanted to be. Yeah. Oh, that yes. was actually her dying wish. Yes. Which I don't even think that one. So, the police get there to the house, and they release this dog. And the dog immediately runs to the basement and sits beside a red Rubbermaid bin. No. A red no. bin in the basement. No. No. He does. He the did it. Dog. He did it. He did it. And inside that bin, they opened the bin, and there was a smell. Mm-mm. And they went Mm-mm. upstairs, if and I they told the son, like, I don't know There's a red what. bin downstairs in the basement, and there's a smell. It's my lunch hour. I'll be back in a little bit. Right. They were telling the son that there is an odor that comes out, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what your mama kept in those bins. We don't know what your mama <laughs> smells like, Dad. Right. <laughs> it could that. be her. Or it could be some ambrosia that went bad in the basement. <laughs> Maybe I hid those Christmas cookies and they have gone awry. The fruit, the fruit cake. The fruit cake has gone awry. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, it's not that a, all fuzzy. Not that a diver dog is going to pick up on dead. But I don't it's know. Dead it could. Fruit. It could be. Dead is know. dead, right? Or mince meat. If you made a mince meat pie and really yeah. put meat in it, then oh, that's like a pork product or whatever. And it could go awry. It could. <laughs> very, very much so. Something has gone south. But that's not what that's not what was in that bin. Inside that bin was a bloody shirt that belonged to Roberta and a towel. Happened to be her favorite shirt too. I thought you were going to say her favorite towel. I'm like, well, everybody has one. They just don't want to talk about it. Right. And so, you know, there's no Roberta, so there's no DNA for Roberta. So they had to do um, familial DNA with her children. With her children and her sister. Oh Lord, Roberta's sister has to give some DNA. Yes. I'd have been distraught, mm. Sugar. If that were me giving DNA for you, mm. I'd have been just distraught. Mm. Yeah, you'd have said, mm-mm. I'd have said, no, nah, I, I can't do it. i got some things in my past that don't have anything to do with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I feel like if I give you your, my DNA, that something is going to go awry. You're going to have to get it somewhere. Something is going to spoil. Check with her brother. <laughs> <laughs> see if her brother is back from the bar and see if he should give you. And he'd be like, no, nah, I can't do that neither. Oh, We're going to have to get it from some, your, your well, son. <laughs> the DNA testing did prove that it was, in fact, Roberta's blood. Okay. Now, again, at this point... We don't know where she, she is. She could have cut her finger. She could have had a gardening accident. She, and forgot, accidentally packed her shirt away with the Christmas decorations. I mean, you I don't have know. done that. It's red. You don't know. It's it's Christmas red. <laughs> you can get confused. You've done that? No. <laughs> You've packed a bloody shirt well, away? Well, I mean, I could see how it could happen. Really? I've never done no, it. No, because when you I get blown see. on your shirt, you take it off, and you try to get it out in the laundry, or you throw the darn thing away. Maybe it got put in the laundry and then I was no. packing and I was like, oh, I'll just wash this next Christmas no. and thought it was a hand towel. No, and listen, no. if there is a smell coming out of a bin, it's not just blood. There's something else going on in that bin. Yeah, they didn't keep it. There's keep some, a other bin. Fluid. <laughs> some other fluid. That they did not this. keep a clean bin. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> inside that bin and I'm hoping they didn't get it from Walmart and it didn't come like that. Oh, oh my yeah, Lord. that could be bad. I may never buy a red bin again. Only clear plastic for me, y'all. Clear plastic. That's me, too. (laughs) So, after they find the blood-soaked shirt in the, maybe a piece of a pillow or something in a plastic bag that had blood on it, they called Philip and said, 
Yo, <laughs> we got. To, we need to talk to you some more about this, Roberta. At the mental hospital. Again, we're still. No, no, he's out. He's out of he's the out hospital. He's out now. Oh wait, no, he was in the hospital. Yeah, because his son said. Is his son's name Ken, Travis? Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Kenny. It's very. Similar. He has two sons, but I think the only one I really saw interaction with was Kenny. Okay. Anyway, they they say listen. We got to find out more about what the heck happened to Roberta because you're not telling the truth. And we have now come across some of Roberta's bloody items in your home. In all seriousness, can you imagine how distraught her children are at this point? Her her children are extremely like, distraught. Beside themselves. Numb even to the point of, this I, I don't even know what to think. Yeah. I don't know what to think. And, and was Phil their daddy? Yeah. Their daddy? Yes. That was their daddy? Yes. So they're like, what has happened, Papa? <laughs> Diddy. Diddy, what did you do, Diddy? Now, now Philip and Roberta, if I recall correctly, met when they were young. They were young. I mean, they were they married had a gracious a baby years. young. Like, she might have been around 16 when she had her oh, first baby. Heavens, Roberta. So they had been together for a very long time and mm-hmm. maybe didn't have the tightest of relationships. They okay. weren't especially close all, right. all the time. But... They hung in there for 53 years. You would have I'm thought saying, it would have been a level there of There should be sack. a prize, not a bloody shirt and a bin. Yeah. So they start questioning Philip, and, and he says, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you one more truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. This is the real truth. First and foremost, I did not harm Roberta. Kenny, I did not hurt Kenny, your mama. yours. I did your not dad. harm her. I, I did not harm her. No. But I will tell you that Roberta died in the house. <laughs> she died somewhere around here. <laughs> she died. She died in the house. It's like when we look for sea glass. There's a piece of sea glass somewhere I, around here. Right. Well, somewhere, Roberta died somewhere, somewhere in this in area. The house. Roberta yep. died. She has passed. Right. And I took her and I placed her nicely in the Tennessee River. Nicely. I so didn't he throw no her off throw a her bridge. Off. I laid her nicely in the water. Oh, that's so special. Yes, that's what I, I did. He sang her a, a lullaby he and laid her in the water. He, I don't know what their wedding song was, but that he, he might could have whistled that tune, maybe. But what he did not know is they had been dredging that Tennessee River. Trouty, can you give him wine? I I don't think I'm allowed to give a dog wine. Mm, that's too bad. I can't imagine why he's crying right now. But we can pause. And I can take care of him, and we can pick up where I left off. No, I'll just keep going. It. We're just going to trudge through this with okay. Roberta. Okay. It's not too much further. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, yeah. So, okay, Roberta has died somewhere in the house. I laid her gently in the Tennessee River. But gently. police had for weeks now been dredging that Tennessee River, and there was nobody... There was this not man a can't shoe. tell the truth if, there it, was not if a, it literally is tattooed nothing. on his tongue. There is nothing. There is no Roberta in the Tennessee River. He just It doesn't make any sense. Oh, my gosh. It this doesn't man make does any sense. does not know how to tell the truth. Well, the police were very frustrated. You think? Because Philip kept changing and his so story. And so were the children. He probably the children told five different so stories. so mad at this point. And they kept telling him, Dad, just tell the just truth. Just tell us And what every happened. time he would say, this is the truth. Yeah, and he don't know. Trout, stop talking to honey. Stop. Enough. Goodness. Can we're you not hear to, him? We're going to have to pause. the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. We're Please gonna, hold so we can get him some medication. Pause and figure out what, what's, what's happening Please. with my dog. Hold on. Hello and welcome to Once Upon a Nightmare, your horror movie podcast. I am your host, Lorraine, and I'm here to chat about the fictional horrors of the world with some real horror thrown in. So if I want that true crime fix, I can just find a film based on actual events and chat about that. Still a horror movie. Loophole! I have had what some would call an unhealthy obsession with the horrors of the world for well over 30 years now, real and fictional. So if any of that piques your interest, you can find me on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye! Well, we're back, and we're hoping that all the issues with the dog have been solved. (laughs) Not sure, but only time will tell. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. All right, so here we are. 
Here we are. Here we are. We are here. Let me tell you where we are in the story. I just need to know where Roberta is. Roberta's are. missing. <laughs> That's the police the believe that Roberta has been killed and that... That's probably a good assumption <laughs> at this point because Phil can't find the truth. Right. But they don't have a body, so they can't arrest him. They could have arrested him On with, suspicion um, of foul something. No, what's that thing about the corpse? Oh, tampering with the corpse? Uh, you're doing something bad to a dead body, right? Desecration? Gross abuse of. Gross abuse of? Of course. Gross. Because he said that I he like took her and dumped it. Right. They could charge him with that. Yeah. But they need to get him on something better than that. And some medication. Maybe. Yeah. And they're at a loss at this point. They, the police department, it's a very small town, and they don't know what, what to do. They're... Not that it mattered it was a small town, because the police certainly did handle it very well. Yeah. No, the 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 only problem I can see right now is Phil. Phil is a problem. He's the problem. Phil is a problem. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? This lovely lady named Joan was a police officer. Okay. And she had been out on leave for a while. Uh-huh. She has six kids. Well, no wonder she was on leave. My She'd been God. a police officer for twenty years. Well, God bless her and soul. She she was ready to come back in mm-hmm. and get back to work as a police officer. Okay. So she checks in with the chief of police in Hartville because she had heard about the story. Yeah. And said, "What can I do to help?" Okay. And they came up with a great plan for her to go undercover. And try to befriend Phil. Oh, that's because that what he Phil, might be lonely by what now. What Phil enjoyed to do, he enjoyed to do. What he enjoyed to do was to meet up with his. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed and took a sip. Time I blew a big bubble with my drink. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all don't have video to see that. Oh, oh oopsie daisy. <laughs> So, Philip, like the people in Franklin, you mm-hmm. know, when we were growing up, all the men used to meet up at Hardy's or Dairy Queen. Oh, yeah, for and, breakfast. Yes, before, and they did that in Hartville, too. It's a tradition. Yes. So, in goes Missy. 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 As an undercover uh, agent, she goes in and she starts to, she acts like she's from out of town. She's come to town to take care of her ailing mother. She's mm-hmm. actually from a town... Outside of Hart, just outside of Hartville. So, okay. so it makes sense that she would come there, but it makes also sense that you might not know her mama. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she is an absolute genius. This woman is a genius. Okay. She comes in, she's very upbeat. She She's like, hey, I heard this is the best place to get coffee. And of course, all the older gentlemen are like, oh, yeah, because she's young and pretty. And oh, they're falling all over. Yes, they are. And, you know, they want to talk to her. And she starts getting friendly with Phil. Well, he's recently been single. Well, and there are a lot of people who tell her, you know, his wife is missing. Like, saying, you better watch out. Right. I don't know what you're doing (laughs) hanging out with. Phil, because his wife is missing. Phil might be bad news. He might be bad news. Could be. But Missy works, and she works, and for weeks upon weeks, and for many, many, many meetups for coffee and meals. And She's probably like, I cannot drink another cup of coffee. And he would order her coffee and have it waiting for her, and uh, she would do the same for him. And sometimes they just sat and played cards, because she said she didn't like the day nurse that came in to take care of her mother. Oh. So when that nurse came on, she said, I just have to leave because I'm going to kill her. Oh, God. And she even comes up with a story about how she hates her mother and she's ready for her to die. Oh, dear. Right. Yeah, because then right. Phil might feel the That's same. That's right. He might say, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. And it is an absolute cat and mouse game. Back and forth, back and forth. And she never cracks. She never pushes she never does anything. Yeah. And she finally gets into a point where he will say, um, he will describe a certain situation. Then he'll say, oh, that's just a scenario. Oh. So it's like he gets her right to the end where this yeah. is what this you is should what do happened. to your mom. But this yeah. is just a scenario. And he's even at this point offering to help her off the mother so she gets away with it. Mm-mm. And it got to a point Phil, where you're a very bad man. It wasn't a, it wasn't a sexual 
boyfriend, girlfriend type of situation. But he did say, you know, if you were to marry me, you couldn't testify me against me in a court of law. And then I could tell you some things. Right. And she that said, well, if sketchy. I'm going to marry you, I want to know what happened to your wife before I marry you. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 If you tell me, though. Right. We'll just we'll plan that wedding. Well, he fell for it. He Good. was mesmerized by Missy. And he really thought he had a shot that he was going to fool her into marrying him. And they were going to eventually fall in love and get frisky, as he would call it. Oh, what? He called it getting frisky? Yep. <gasps> yep. Dirty Phil. He said oh, we could get married. It doesn't have to be anything frisky. But you know he wanted to be oh, frisky. Oh, you know he wanted to be frisky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Philip ended up confessing. One morning in January, which was early January, because the last time that Roberta had been seen was in on New Year's Day. Okay. Philip got up. He went to Burger King for his morning coffee. Okay. When he came home, Roberta was sleeping on the sofa, and he, he didn't snap. He said he didn't get angry. He did. They had been arguing, which is why she was sleeping on the sofa. And he just simply walked down to the basement, grabbed a sledgehammer, Excuse me? Well, um, they call it a nail hammer, but it is a sledgehammer that drives in. It's a hammer that drives a nail into, like a big nail. So it would be a, a, a sledgehammer. Right. He grabbed a sledgehammer, walked back upstairs, took a piece of cloth or something that was nearby, laid it over her face, and hit her two times in the head. He then tied a plastic bag mm-hmm. around her um, neck, which is the bag that they found in the bin covered with blood and the cloth, the piece of cloth, you know, I said there was a little piece of, yes. And, and and he tied that around her neck and then he went downstairs and she was, Roberta was a big crafter. Okay. She was really into the scrapbooking. Mm -hmm. And so she had a huge spot down in her basement where she did crafting projects. She also had a big plastic tarp down there. Oh, don't ever keep a plastic tarp. Don't ever do it. That he brought upstairs and Mm -hmm. um, laid down next to the sofa where he had killed her and rolled the body off the sofa onto that plastic tarp. He then took that hammer, the piece of cloth, um, a shirt, and wrapped it in a shirt and put it in a bin. Oh, yeah. The red bin. Then he went back upstairs and he... um, Put Roberta in a bin. He, he put her body in a bin. And he put that bin in the back of his truck. That's right. He was did. Was it a red bin? I don't know what color that I bin was. I don't think it was clear. I don't I, I don't think it was a clear bin. It could have been red. It could have been green. Because could have been. There had recently been a holiday of Christmas. That's what I'm thinking. A Christmas close by. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what he did. He whacked her in, in the head and... Um, he said he just had had enough. He just had enough. Just had, had enough. He had it. He had enough. So they got him. He is, she was sleeping. Yeah. And he just went downstairs and got a, a huge hammer. Yes. And clobbered her. Correct. Whacked her. He whacked her. Did he use the term whack? Yes. And then he put her in a bin? He did. And then he put her in the back of the truck. So, Okay, let's go over this. Okay. Never, ever buy a tarp. Don't buy it. Don't keep it at your house. It's bad news. It invites trouble. Right, right. Don't have empty bins. Make them clean out a bin because that's going to get that's gonna get tiresome. Why you got this big pile of Christmas ornaments and Or lights. why are all these books in this corner Everything when they else. used to be in the, in the bin right. marked books? Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, you probably should never, ever, ever... Get some kind of a big clobbering size nail. Right. A hammer. Like a clamp. Oh, a not hammer. a nail. A hammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah. Sledgehammer. Look at that. We're, here, we're getting to the end. I'm almost done. I'm almost okay. done with this story. And the nice go. thing is the pie, the pie bars are coming out. I'm going to check my pie bars. I hope they're coming out because I'm ready to eat them. Well, they have to cool for two hours. So you have Excuse to come back Excuse me. It's late at night. I'll be <laughs> sleeping. I think that um, that can be overlooked. Listen, whoever had it, who, why would you chill an apple pie bar? Why? Uh, why wouldn't you just eat it just warm? Eat it warm. Eat it. Just eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. They are finally done. I'm going to pull them out. Okay. 
I don't know if anybody can hear me anymore because I'm way over in the kitchen and my phone is in the other room. They can hear you, Sugar. They can hear you loud and clear. Pull them out. And then um, she for this recipe, I got it from Sally's Baking Addiction. Of course, because we're addicted to Sally's Addiction. Oh, gosh. She does have the best recipes. But she for sure this does. particular recipe, she gives you a recipe for salted caramel that she says is to die for. To die I tried to make it one time and, and nearly set my house on fire. <laughs> so I found a much easier Aww. salted caramel recipe. We need tutoring, Sally. We do. We it didn't go well. It just didn't go well. Okay. I mean, and, and it was really quick the way it turned. Turn, it turned It fast. turned. It went from like amber to black very quickly. Oh, no. So, that doesn't sound like oh, it went from it amber was, to onyx. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. So we'll so let this cool. Smoked caramel. Smoked caramel. Have. Yeah. I had to throw that away. Okay. All right. So, Philip is charged with aggravated murder, gross abuse of a corpse, and evidence tampering. Okay. And a plea deal, because, you know, they know what happened now, but they but still they don't know where Roberta, Roberta is. Right. In a plea deal, Philip agreed to show police where he dumped Roberta's body. In exchange, 73-year-old Philip was sentenced to life in prison with the chance of parole after 20 years. So okay. he'd be 93. That's fine. Right. And that's a chance. Police took the, the Philip took the police on a wild goose chase because he couldn't remember where he put Roberta. He couldn't remember. That's not okay. And finally they got on an exit and finally he said, this is it. This is it. It was by, it was a dumpster by a restaurant in Kentucky. I don't know if he actually went to Graceland or just went. I think probably he just went to the Days Inn just to say. I think he's just milling around. Yeah. I did this and this is what happened. And I think he was wandering. He was just. May have been. I don't know. Or maybe he said, I killed my wife. I always wanted to go to Graceland. She didn't want to go. She hated Graceland. So now I'm going. Maybe. I don't know. And I don't know at what point. I I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't know at what point he got rid of the body. Did he get rid of the body? leaving Ohio or did he get rid of the body coming back from Tennessee? I don't know. Who knows? Either way. They did find her. He dumped her body into a dumpster. And it had been many, many, many months had passed. And the police found out where the dumpster was emptied, what landfill it went to. And they went to the landfill and they talked to the man out there and he said, listen, too much time has passed. You are never going to find her. You're never going to find That's her. That's so sad. But the police officers that were there said you could feel it. You knew she was there. She was like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah. So she was never found. Are you kidding? She was well, never then he found. shouldn't have gotten the plea deal. I agree with that. I, I don't think that. he should have gotten the plea deal. I don't think he should have either. But that's what happened. And they wanted her. Her kids wanted him to take the plea deal because he did not, they didn't want to go through a court trial. Of course. They didn't want to have to go through all of this stuff all over again. They've been living it. Yeah. They've been living it. I'm sure I understand. Maybe just don't go to the trial then. Right. Because I don't think he should have gotten the plea deal. I agree. I could not agree with you more, but that's what happened. Just convict him on the confession. Roberta's sons did set up a memorial fund in her name. Through the Stark Community Foundation, proceeds from that fund go to victims of domestic violence. Okay. We'll put a link in our show notes for that. Okay. I got the majority of the information for this story from charlieproject.org, and I watched a documentary that is on Discovery Plus called When Philip Met Missy. Are you kidding? There's and a documentary it shows on all it? of that, all of the whole thing between Missy yeah. and Philip meeting up at their restaurants and the conversations. Oh they, my god! And the brilliance behind her. Yeah, the absolute brilliance. I hope she got like a huge oh, raise I and do too. award or reward I do or too. whatever one of those. Well, you I get. know one thing she has, and that is a very thankful family of Roberta. I'm sure, and I, I would be willing to bet that's probably. More than enough for her. I'm sure. Just having seen her. like some babysitters for those six kids. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. At the time, the oldest one was 14, though. I think she was in college. Maybe college fund. She could have gotten college fund. She could have. 
I mean, she, not the oldest one. Maybe the youngest she one. She should just run for mayor time. of that town. Whatever. She, yeah. Definitely the king hero. of the city, a yeah. statue of some sort. Oh, seriously. Oh, we don't do statues anymore. That would uh, be a good one, though. That's a, a good statue. Tree, like a park. Oh, a, a lovely park. park. A, yes, a park. Yes. Joan, could, Joan, if you're out there, we you think you, your should, you get a park. park. And they can put a Roberta tree in you the park. You get a park with a Roberta tree. Yeah. <gasps> we have such great ideas. Any other city planners out there that need ideas, just give us a call. Look us up. Mm-hmm. Look us up. All right. That is... The wow. story of poor Roberta R.I.P. Snyder. Roberta Snyder. Yes. R.I.P. Yes. Mm. Yes. My God. And that Philip, he's just, that's just mean. That's a mean husband. He is a very, thing to very do. bad man. He's so a very nice. bad man. Who has trouble with the truth. And I hope that he dreams of big hammers every night. Oh, I, I hope there's I big know. hammers that's involved. Mama's here. That's it. Dreaming of hammers at the end. <laughs> that's it that's all we're doing that's it hi oh, we made it through there's our first episode back since so October excited. we have a lot of things in the works that are just going to be very exciting for everybody we really do the first thing that we want to talk about though is the fact that we have social media oh my gosh we still have social media y'all even though you haven't heard from us <laughs> or we've been doing the October and we don't remind you of it it's still there it's there it's we there and guess media. what we're looking for recipes we're recipes. looking for recipes. We want recipes. Yes. Thanksgiving, whatever your traditional Thanksgiving, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a dessert. It can't it can be. be a side dish. Don't send us haggis. We're not doing I'm haggis. We're not doing so weird don't meats. do any kind of weird stuff. Don't make me do something that's going to make me vomit. <laughs> don't be mean. That's not okay. So, but, you know, if y'all have any kind of recipes like side dishes or some kind of a Thanksgiving Dessert, tradition yeah. that you always look forward to every year, or maybe when you were a kid, somebody made this for you every year, and now that you're an adult, nobody makes nobody it for you. Nobody makes it, but you we'll wish you could. We'll make it for you yes. and then show you a picture of it. That's yes. as good as we can then do. we'll eat it for you. And we will eat it for you, and we will tell you how good it does. Guess what else, people? Our Killa Vanilla is ready. It's ready. So yes. if you want to buy some Killa Vanilla, you need to email us ASAP. Because we have email. We have email. What is that email, Sugar? It's murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. There you go. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, if so you y'all want can the Killa find Vanilla. us on Instagram at sugarcoated murder. Oh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Sugar Murder. Sugar Murder. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at, at all the face, you know, Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. We have a, a regular page and a fan page, and the fan page is a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. And in our travels around in October for October, we ended up in the Outer Banks, and we were going to do some kind of a story from there, but we just never got around to it. But I'll tell you what we did. We got to meet. Lauren, our friend Lauren. Oh my gosh, we did. So we have a really, I will say an avid listener. Let's call her an avid listener. And she was at a party that we attended and we got a picture taken with her. We loved her so much. We invited her to Thanksgiving, y'all. We did. We invited her right to Thanksgiving. We did. So we love you, Lauren. We do. And Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. made some of the coolest dessert things. Holy she made. Cow. She made red velvet skull, um, cakes. skull cakes that were amazing. The they were individuals, but the, the cigarettes, cigarettes and the ashtray. She took pretzel rod, half pretzel rods, dipped them in white chocolate, but left a little bit of the end because you know you got to have the filter in the cigarette. And then what was the crushed up Oreos? I think she was did the ash. Some- she did some crushed up Oreos, but even better on some of them in the end, she did like a red sprinkle. So it looked yes. like it was lit. So it looked lit. It was, Ugh. and she brought it in and she laid it, laid them in, in these big ashtrays. ashtrays. It was Adorable. Amazing. So yeah, and we met a lot of other people that night, of we which did. I cannot remember anybody's name, but right. we sure loved them. We did. We just absolutely did. It was a good time. It was a good time. And we felt very loved, and yes. it was just, a, it was a joy. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. If anybody else is having a party they want us to attend, you know, just, just let, let us know, because we like a party. We do enjoy a party with food. Yes. The bars finally cooled enough for us to eat them, and we did not want to end this without... Eating them. Yeah, well, we had to tell you how it was. Well, and I'm just saying eating them a lot. <laughs> I just can't think of any other words because I'm trying to cram this into my They're pie. They're so good. They really do taste like apple pie. Oh, my God. It's a little hot. It's so good. <laughs> there goes sugar with the mouth open. 
know. Okay. It's so good. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very All right. good. Well, All right. Try the recipe. We'll put it out there. Sally's Bacon Addiction. Yeah. Email us Apple for the recipe. Ones. We don't automatically just set, put it out there. I don't know where she thinks I'm putting it. All right, guys. Well, I want y'all to just stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we, we will, will talk, talk about, about you. you. And it will not be nice. No, we're going to call you ugly names. Yeah. We yeah. might even come hit you with baloney in prison. That's right, because we always look up where the prisoners are. We do. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Well, you all stay sweet and stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Have a good week. Bye now. Bye, y'all. This has been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.